yes. Hey, first of all, thank you for the invite. Mr. Plouffe was nice enough to invite me over this weekend. Had a little bit of a family commitment. Uh, the three Rose brothers, we were together for the first time in more than two years. So that was kind of a cool moment for us. I hope you had fun with your family, though. I did. My brother came up, and he has two daughters. And I have the, my little daughter. She never gets to play with any girls. So oh. like, so happy. She's always around, like, five-year-old boys. So she's very happy to have uh, some girls around to play with. But it was a great weekend. I wish you could have been there, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. We'll make it happen very, very soon. But it was good we all got in some family time. And now let's start talking about some baseball time. And let's start out with the hottest pitcher in all baseball, Jacob DeGrom. Seven more shutout innings this weekend in a win in San Diego. His ERA is down to .62. Now, the lowest in the history of sports since they started tracking ERA is .96. Does this guy have a legit shot at it? I mean, are you are you interested now, nine weeks into the season, to follow this story? I think if there's any season that it could happen, it, it would be this season with the change in the balls and just the way he's been going at it. And we've seen offense down across the league. So if you look, like I went and searched, like, lowest yearly ERAs, like every single picture is in black and white. They are all from the <laughs> early 1900s, except – for Bob Gibson. Right. He's the only one that's got a color picture in there. It's in, it was in the 60s. But, but, 1968, 1.12, and after that, they changed the mound, and et cetera. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be awesome, and it would also be very hilarious that this year, when they change the ball, and they're talking about it down again, it would be – so I think he does have a chance, Chris. Like, in a normal year, I would say no way. Like, he'll come back, and he'll have in, – in, the mid ones and he'll be a, a fantastic year, but this is a year where he could be sub one. I agree. I, I mean, look, the batting average is the worst since the late 1960s <laughs> collectively as a league. Now, can he get to Dutch Leonard who in 1914 had that 0.96 ERA? I don't know. I mean, let's just say one game he has, he gives up a three run homer in the third and a couple of solo shots somewhere in five innings. And all of a sudden he's given up five run in five innings and his ERA balloons to like one, two something, you know, and then you're like, Oh man, he's never going to get back down. But I did talk to somebody in the show who faced him recently. And I said, is he really nastier than anybody you've seen over the last seven or eight years? He's like, it's not even close. Yeah. He said, I saw him. And then I saw Diaz. He said, I didn't see a, a fastball under a hundred and a slider under 93. <laughs> He said it was just ridiculous. Wherever he wanted to put the ball, he put the ball. It was almost like he walked it to the plate and put it in the exact spot. And you know this, Ploof, having been a major leaguer for a decade, how rare that is that a guy can put it exactly where he wants to on almost every pitch. And with the type of stuff that he has. Oh. You can, some of the guys that you know are in the lower velocity range can do that, and they can do it with one or two pitches this guy like you're saying can do with every single pitch plus he has some of the best stuff in the big leagues he throws he's like one of the hardest throwers in the big leagues with pinpoint accuracy you never see that so i'm rooting for it man i would love to see a sub one from him this year i am too and really quickly before we move on i know there was a lot of video about him going to his glove the other night and all this sort of stuff and now they're calling him the cheater and then i loved what the mets players did last night on social media where they had his back and then they tagged somebody else on the team it's like you know he's 100 percent authentic and by the way the player i talked to about this who has been steadfast in saying that there are probably 80 percent of pitchers out there that are loading up the baseball he made a point of saying that Degrom is not doing it i love that that makes me love him even more you know that chris i can't stand yep. stuff 
All right, let's move on to New York's other team, which got smacked in the face at home, weekend series against their arch rival, Boston winning a three-game set at the Bronx for the first time in a decade. Did you learn more about Boston or New York this weekend? 100% Boston. They were on, you know, the road trip from hell, man. Mm -hmm. They went into Houston, got smacked in the mouth three straight games, then the win the last game, which was, I think was big for them, rolling yep. into the series. And then, boom, they take three in a row – I know the Yankees aren't playing well right now. They're not, they haven't hit all year, but it doesn't matter, man, especially with a rivalry like that. If you can go in to Yankee Stadium on a weekend and get three in a row the first time you meet up all year, I love that. I think you have, what is it, the Giants and the Cubs that are proving you wrong? Mm -hmm. Boston is the one that's proving me wrong right now, and I'm happy for it. I like that they're doing it, and that's a big, big win for them. You know, not only for the rest of the season, but in that division race. Yeah, and there's a lot of fans that are bitching about the, the ninth inning call to Rugnet Odor. I get it. It was a terrible call. But you know what else was terrible? When the Yankees misplayed that pop-up that gave the Red Sox the lead and all that sort of stuff. Listen, things aren't going the Yankees' way. I don't care about that. I'm kind of with you on the Red Sox because I circled the month of June as saying that is the prove-it-to-me month. We're only a week into this thing, so they got a long way to go. But this was a huge step. Their starting pitching looked really good after getting battered around at times before that. Um, you know, Xander Bogarts, who didn't have a great series down in Houston, rebounded beautifully. Um, so, that, And by the way, Alex, say whatever you want about Alex Cora. The man can manage. The man can manage. You know, he pushes all the right buttons emotionally, strategically, et cetera. And if you don't, if you don't think that he makes a difference in that in that dugout, nothing against Renicky a year ago. This is an entirely different team with a lot of the same personnel. I agree. I, I gotta I gotta dig deeper and see like what he does because yeah. look, it's an American League team. There's not a ton of actual game management going on. But yeah, it's you know what a manager does do in the AL is he he's the temperature of the club. You know like he needs to either be like straight all the time or he needs to know when to kick it into gear. So clearly he has something going on there. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try to find out. I'm really curious. I'm serious. Earth hobby wrote in the uh, chat. He bangs all the right cans. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> let's move it on. Bigger story by the Bay this weekend, San Francisco taking three of four against the red hot cubbies or losing Evan Longoria for the next four to six with a sprained shoulder. <laughs> I think it's losing Longo because, I mean, they've just been winning all year, so it's not even a real story anymore. You know, he's been one of those guys that is – I mean, it seems like their whole team has stepped up and just, like, mm -hmm. went to another level this year. And I know him from playing with him. He's a huge voice in that clubhouse. I know Buster's been there and Craw's been there and Belt's been there, and there's a lot of veterans in that clubhouse, which is another reason why I think a younger team that gets out to a hot start that – doesn't really wasn't really supposed to would find themselves in the middle of the ocean looking around like where's the land where's the land but these guys <laughs> I'm serious but he they keep that clubhouse perfectly level ready to go so right I'm hoping like he travels with the team and does all that because usually you stay home when you're when you're hurt but um, I think that's a big that's a big loss for them and he's gonna have to come back and hopefully they can continue to go without him by the way it's more than just emotional he returned to being Evan Long yeah. You know, after being kind of MIA the last few years, he was leading the team, you know, in batting average, an OPS of right around 900. We know his glove has always been great. Um, so they're going to have to replace him. I don't know if that's Wilmer Flores or they go a different direction at third. 
And this is a team that's really been banged up. We talked about some other teams that are struggling with health issues. This team has 15 players on the injured list. Now, they're expected to get Brandon Belt back this week on their five-game roadie, so that's going to help them. But, yeah, this is going to be a big miss for them, a big miss. And as well as they have played, they know their margin of success is razor thin because of the two teams on their heels, right, the Padres and the Dodgers. Like, if if the Giants go into a, a little bit of a slump and they lose 9 of 12, all of a sudden they could be three or four back of even the second-place team in that division, and then they're going, oh, man, where are we now? So they have to be careful here. And those guys, you know, I'm talking about Posey and Longoria, what they do is they give real – they exude real confidence. It's not Mm -hmm. fake. Like, they've been there. They've done it. They understand what it takes to win at the major league level. And, like, any young guy coming up, like, those are two of the best role models in the game. So I'm happy that they're doing well. And and also, hey – don't forget about Gabe Kapler over there. Talk about managers a lot. We're not giving him enough credit for what he's doing. Yeah, after he got ripped for a couple of years out there in Philly. Yeah. All right, moving on. Best story of the baseball weekend that fans may not have paid attention to. What was it? Ooh, best story of the baseball weekend that fans didn't pay attention to. You got me there, right there. Um, Did you not see it on the list that I sent you? I'm kind of jumping the gun here, talking about Tori Lovello. Okay. I don't know if everyone saw that. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. Tori Lovello got his team in the club, in the dugout together and just ripped into them. It's such a frustrating when, you know, the Diamondbacks probably don't talk about them a lot because the season's not going very well. And I've been in clubhouses like that on teams like that, where it's like, man, it's only June and we got a lot more baseball to play, but it's not fun showing up to the park. I feel like he sensed that they're in Milwaukee, you know, losing the game. Sad thing is, didn't turn the tide at all. Like, they lost all the games in Milwaukee. But I think it's cool when you see um, managers do that because there are times when a guy needs to step in and say, where's the energy? What are you guys doing? You think you're major leaguers. You're not playing at the major league level right now. And if you don't get something going, we're going to ship all you out of here. Have you ever had a manager yell at an entire team like that in the dugout? Because it happens very rarely. I'd like to see it happen more often, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it ever happened in the dugout. I think I remember Torrey Hunter doing that to us. Um, yeah, teammates. I remember teammates David Ortiz did, did it in the 2013 World Series in St. Louis where he got everybody together. He's like, guys, we are going to lose this thing if we don't exactly. get it together. So usually it's teammates. Yeah, I, Garden Hire, he would rip, he would rip us, but in the in the clubhouse. Yeah, like he'd okay. sit down at the clubhouse and rip us. But I, I just like I love Tori. So when I saw that happen, man, like I love it. I I was hoping they would turn the turn the series around, but it no, didn't. it didn't. All right, uh, for me it was Cedric Mullins, and obviously I was watching closely because he was going against my Indians. But I would have paid attention regardless. Nine straight hits, reached base eleven straight mm. times, went twelve of twenty four. Five extra base hits. And it wasn't just a weekend thing for this guy. He has been an all-star all season long. Sixth in average. 13th, I think, in OPS over 900. You know, they might only pick one Orioles all-star. I hope they pick two. Because I think Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini both deserve to be in Colorado for the Midsummer Classic. Mullins has played great. He's played some spectacular defense as well. So a little tip of the cap to you, Mr. Mullins, even though you came yeah. my team and you took two and three against them. That hurt. Nine, right. 923 OPS for Mullins? Yeah, really good. Very, very impressive. Nice. Uh, last thing. 
we'll just hop to the net scene in Philadelphia. Have you ever seen anything like that at a stadium where the net just came tumbling down? They, they needed 20 minutes to put that bad boy back up. <laughs> the only thing I could like relate to that is the Metrodome when the, when the oh. snow fell through. Yeah. But nobody was, there was like Thankfully. one guy, there was like one guy there. But in, here, this was like during the game, like couldn't happen like at a worse time for them because it was like already a long game. Right. And, and this happens. I don't, I don't even know how it happened. Did they explain like, did, a, did the cable just come loose? They, don't, they have no idea. No, I guess that's just what happened at all. But, but you know what? I will give them credit because I don't think there's, if you, if you would have said to me, okay, how long do you think this repair is going to take? I'd be, I think it's going to take like 90 minutes. Like, you just don't have extra stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you got to make sure that, that everybody can be protected. It is right behind home plate. It's not like somewhere down the right field line 200 feet away. It's right behind home plate. So you got to make sure that that's good and the lawyers sign off on it, too. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was an interesting spot. You know, like, they didn't put that net up. Like, the ground screw doesn't construct that. That's some company comes in. and right. But for them to, like, figure out how to get it done and – I mean, they had to use some, you know, ingenuity there. And then your boy was on the field laughing at him. Yeah, Archie. He was Archie. laughing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get some good stuff on the next episode of the Rose Rotation with him. That'll be good. All right, uh, before we go, what do you have? A little talking baseball this morning? Going right back to do the series recap with Jim and Jake. Um, then sequence coming out tomorrow. But uh, a lot of stuff coming this week, and we're getting closer and closer to All-Star Weekend, which I'm I know. What about you, uh, so another episode of the Rose Rotation just dropped this morning. Uh, Tyler Glass now of the Rays, <clears throat> covering a lot of good stuff with him. Why he went and played chess in the park in New York during his road trip to New York. He gives a great explanation of why he got interested, who he met, did people realize who it was playing chess, all sorts of fun stuff. But the thing that really makes this episode sing is he's reunited with Willie Adamas. And we talked about this a few weeks ago when the Rays traded him, that they were losing not just their starting shortstop, but a centerpiece, kind of an emotional heartbeat of this team that has had so much success over the last few years. And those two guys talked about it, you know, how shocked both of them were. Glasnow was pitching the day that Adamas got dealt. Um, it was really emotional. And Willie Adamas, for people that didn't see him last week with, with Jimmy and Jake on our Instagram Live, he's sensational. I mean, he's got such a good heart and a passion for this game, and he's funny and all this sort of stuff. So it's a really, really good hour listen. So I hope you go do that. And that's why I'm wearing my Brewers cap this morning. I love it. Yeah, Willie's a great guy, and he's taken off since he's been over on the Brew Crew. So, yeah. And speaking of taking off, I got to get going because I have a dentist appointment. Boy, I can't wait for that. I love it when they take that metal hook and just start scraping at the back of your teeth. I like it's it. Really fantastic. It's going to be excellent. All right, dude, have a good, uh, fun episode. Tell the boys I say hello, and we will see everybody right back here Tuesday at 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific. Thanks so much for joining us. Go check out the Rose Rotation and Sequence and Talking Baseball and all the rest of the good stuff, a part of the John Boy Media family. We'll see you soon. All right, see you guys.